you down the Pine Ridge for another visit with Lum and Abner. Brought to you by the makers of Horlicks, the original malted milk. Many of you I know are familiar with Horlicks, but don't know the many uses this famous product has. How many of you know, for instance, that Horlicks makes a welcome change for breakfast? In place of coffee, tea, or milk, I mean. Or that youngsters love the dry malted milk sprinkled on their cereal, like sugar. Or that Hor- Horlicks makes a fine, easily digested luncheon, one that thousands use to keep themselves alert all afternoon. You see what I mean. There are scores of uses for this delicious malted milk. Every day we get many letters from users of Horlicks telling us new ways to enjoy it. The writers of these letters range from youngsters who love to drink this children's favorite, all the way to old folks who never miss taking a glass of Horlicks last thing at night to help them get sound, refreshing sleep and to prevent night hunger. If you haven't had any Horlicks recently, get a package from your dealer in either natural or chocolate flavor. And now, let's see what's happening down in Pine Ridge. After Lum sold off all his personal property and mortgaged his farm and home for enough to pay off all the stockholders in the silver mine in hopes of clearing himself of the charge of violating the blue sky law, he learned Friday that his efforts were all in vain. He was advised that by paying off the investors, he only made the evidence point stronger than ever to his guilt. His only hope for acquittal now rests in locating Squire Skimp, who promoted the company, and return him to Pine Ridge in time for the trial. As we look in on Pine Ridge today, we find Lum over at his home. Abner has been out on their rolling grocery store all morning and is at the door. Listen. Come in, come in. Oh, come in, Abner. I didn't know where I'd set you home or not, Lum. Yeah, I'm here. How was business today? Pretty good. There's some stuff we're out of. We're needing off a bad door. I thought it wrote down here. Bring it over to you. Yeah. Well, I can call up the wholesale house and get it out here first thing in the morning. Let's see the list. Yeah, yeah. I got it here somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it is. Yeah, that's, that's it. Mm-hmm. What's this item here? Toters. To- oh, taters. That's an A there. Taters. Taters. <laughs> Potatoes. Yeah, taters, eating taters, yeah. Better get a couple of sacks of them, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, we've been running out a lot here lately. What's this? Rice, R-I-S-E, rice? Yeah, we're a plum out of rice, Mom. Rice? <laughs> huh? Sit spelling. Look at this. Flour, F-L-O-U-R. <laughs> you mean flour to bake bread with? Yeah, like eating flour, yeah. Goodness. F-L-O-W-E-R. Well, I never thought that looked right. I figured they'd made a mistake. Figured who'd made a mistake. Why, whoever it was that put that printing on the sack, I copied it off the sack. Oh, you, you copied it down off of the sack? Huh? Yeah, yeah, just rub that out there and change it, Mom. No, that's all right. Just let it go. No, go ahead and change it. I don't want nobody to see it if I spell it. Right. I said we just let it go. I can make that what it is. F-L-O-U-R. Yeah, it's a new one on me. Huh? Nothing, nothing. Uh, this next item here you got down here is... S-P-I-N-I-T-C-H. Oh, spinach, yeah. Yeah, that ain't it. Uh, did you copy that off of the can? No, no, we was out of that. I couldn't find it. I thought that looked right. You spell that S-P-I-N... Spinach. Spinach. I guess that's right. Uh, did, did I put down lard on that list there, Lord? Lard? Yeah. 
I reckon I'll ain't but one more item here, and it's, uh... Well, I reckon I must have forgot it. You better put down a case of that for we're smack dab out of it. Wait a minute. What is this other item here? G-R-E-S-E. Oh, well, that's it. Grease. Lard. Lard. One, two, goodness. You ought to be sent back to school, Abner. Next time you need stuff, just drive the store by here, and I'll come out there in front and make out the list myself. Yeah. Uh, are you through there now? Through? Yeah, I've got something else here for you, too. Something else for me? Yeah. <laughs> I brought a book over for you. Well, much obliged to you. There's mighty well, thirty. Uh, it, it ain't a present, Mom. I just brought it over for you to read. Oh. Yeah. Much obliged. How to become a great detective. Yeah, don't you know I ordered that for myself when I was first elected constable. Oh, yeah. I told I recollect seeing this thing before summer. I figured maybe you'd like to read up on it, uh, how to disguise yourself, you know, to where folks won't know you. Disguise myself up to where folks won't know me? Yeah, dress yourself up like an Indian chief and wear big whiskers and stuff like that. I know what disguising is, but what would I want to do it for? Well, you want to catch Squire Skimp, don't you? Why, sure, but I don't Well, that's see. the way detectives does, Lum. They disguise themselves up to where nobody won't know them, and then they can slip up on them and catch them. Now, that's what the book says. Or, that's what it's got wrote in it. Yeah, it ain't going to help none for me to disguise myself. Well, I think you're the one that's supposed to wear it. You are Squire One. No, I'll catch you, Lum. I, I know that's what it says. Or reads. For see, your squire wants to dress up like him, then why you wouldn't know him, see? And you're the one that's trying to catch him. I know, I know, Abner. But if squire ain't in town, it ain't going to do no good to go around in no disguise looking like an Indian. Well, of course, there's lots of other things you could be besides the Indian. I just happen to think of that. You could dress up like Santa Claus. That fool, <laughs> he wouldn't be looking for him, especially this time of year. No, nobody else would, neither. No, that's what I say. You could fool everybody. You can get some of the craziest ideas in your head i ever seen. Well, let's see. i tell you what would be good or not. Get yourself a bear outfit. Bear outfit? Yeah. What kind of a get-up sack? Why, make yourself look like a bear. Oh, for goodness sake. You can get that bear skin rug from Uncle Henry Lunsford. Don't you recollect? He went first prize at the masquerade party in it one time. Yeah, I'd look fine running around town here dressed up like a bear. Well, I <laughs> bet you nobody wouldn't know it was you. Yeah, and somebody about take a shot at me with a load of buckshot, too. Make that bear skin look like a seal. Oh, well, I don't think Uncle Henry and mine. They don't use it no way, no. Oh, but what about me? I'd be on the inside of it. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Of course, we could tell everybody not to shoot at you. Not to shoot at. Yeah, trouble with that, though. They know who it was, wasn't it? Well, let's see now. They'll find me up a tree somewhere with a pack of hounds sitting around trying to get at me. Well, I don't believe the bear is any count no way long. I know Squire Skimp ain't going to just stand still and let no bear walk up and catch him. Well, of course not. No. That's the craziest idea I ever heard. Well, uh, let's look through that book. Maybe we can find one you like better there. Abner, I don't want to disguise myself. I well, told now, you wouldn't wait a minute now. Now, let me show you something here. It tells all about... Here, here. No, no, that ain't it. It's got a picture of a fellow showing uh Yeah, yeah, here it is. Yeah, look there. See, here, here he is before he put on a disguise, and then right over here on this other page is him after he put on them whiskers and stuff. <laughs> I know that you never would know it was him in that second picture, would you? Mm, I never even knowed him in the first picture. Never seen him before. He could have just stayed like he was, and I wouldn't have known him. Why, of course not. He's crazy. Now, here, here he is dressed up like a soldier. Does anybody know that was a soldier, though? Tell about the uniform. Well, sure. Well, it says here, 
Detective Callahan was very successful as an American spy during the World War. He is pictured here disguised as a German soldier. Hmm. Well, uh, whose side was he on? Yeah, according to this, he was with the Americans, but he dressed himself like a German. Well, that's the foolishest thing I ever heard of. Running around with the Americans and dressed up like a German. Oh, well, he was over in the trenches with a German soldier, though. Oh, I thought you said he was with the Americans. Well, he was. He was with the Americans, but he's with the Germans. Oh, for goodness sake, Sam. He was hired by the Americans, but fought with the Germans. You mean the Americans had to hire soldiers for the other side? No, no. He was what they called a spy. He was working for the Americans, but fought for the Germans. Well, I'll be dead blamed. Now, that's appreciation for you. That's a hard in him over there fighting for them. Well, that's what they wanted him to do. They wanted him to? He was finding out the German plans and sending them back to our side. We couldn't have got along tall without fellas like him. Well, we did do it. We win, and he was on the other side. All right, all right. Just let it go. Put the book up. Yeah. I ain't got time to explain it. Well, let me just show you this. Just put the book up, I said. Wouldn't do go no good to dress up no disguise. No way. Squire ain't here in Pine Ridge. First thing I've got to do is find out where he's at before I try to catch him. I might could dress up like something. You dress up. Yeah, I could drive backwards and forwards in front of his house in the store, and, and if Squire come out to buy something, well, I could catch him before he knows He ain't over at his house. Ain't even in town, I told you. I was over talking to Miss Kemp this morning. She ain't got no more ideas where he's at than we have. Well, I'm just trying to help you. I know you are, Abner, and I appreciate it, too. You know what like that it. judge said? The only way for you to keep out of the penitentiary is find Squire Skim. No, wait, I know it. I'm doing everything I can to locate him. We've got to find him first, though. Yeah. I had an idea here this morning. It might have. Going to put some advertisements in the paper for him. Advertisement. Yeah, I wrote out two or three here I thought I might use. Figured I might scatter them around over the country in newspapers. Uh-huh. Giving a description of him and all. Oh, one of them lost, straight, or stole things, huh? Well, sort of, not exactly. Just telling what he looks like and offering a reward for information about where he's at and all. Yeah. Yeah, I've done that once when my mule strayed off. I got them back all right, but I don't know where to work on humans or not. Well, I just figured, though, about the only chance we had was to... Wait a minute. Come in, come in. Well, yeah, howdy, Dick. Come in, Dick, come in. Hey, Bob, I've got some good news for you. Good news? Yeah, I want to show you something here. Look at what came in the mail a while ago. Well, nice of you to bring it over, Dick. I could have come down it. Wait a minute. <laughs> this is a wrong letter. This ain't for me, Dick. This is for me, Skim. Yeah, but look at that return address on the envelope, huh? Huh? Look there in the corner. Oh. After five days, return to M.K. Skimp in care of general delivery, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Well, I'll be dead blame that squire. Sure it is. And he's in Tulsa. <laughs> Granny's, I know we locate him, will you? Well, if Squire is in Tulsa, Oklahoma, maybe Abner's detective book will come in handy after all. <laughs> That, ladies and gentlemen, is the phone in the home of Mrs. Grace Stockton. We're just about to hear a mighty interesting conversation. Listen. Hello? Who? Oh, hello, Jane. I didn't know your voice. Yes, I'm going to be in for a little while anyway. You got what? A new way to reduce? Yes, I'd love to hear about it. Sure, come right on over. I'll be waiting. Yes, and goodbye. And now... 
The scene is in Grace's home a few minutes later. Jane, Grace's friend, is telling her about her new reducing plan. Listen. Anything more, Jane? No, that's all there is to it. Just cut out those heavy lunches we've been eating and drink a glass of Horlicks instead. None of those awful exercises and nothing to take, either. Well, that sounds all right, Jane. I often drink Horlicks, but, uh, but I... There are no buts, Grace. You know Mrs. Green and that crowd. Well, they've been using Horlicks for two weeks and they've lost quite a few pounds already. That's good enough for me. But, Jane, let me ask you one question. Is this plan safe? I mean, cutting down on meals isn't always a good thing to do, you know. I don't want to interrupt, ladies and gentlemen, but I think I can answer that question even better than Jane. The Horlick plan is essentially safe because Horlicks is a nourishing, sustaining food. It contains the elements necessary for proper energy and nourishment, and a glass full every noon gives ample strength and sustenance to carry on. You can safely try this plan. Your doctor will most certainly approve it. You can get Horlicks, you know, in both natural and chocolate flavor. Remember, just drink a glassful every day in place of your regular noonday lunch. That's all there is to it. This is Carlton Bricker, speaking for Lum and Abner and Horlicks. We'll now bid you all goodbye until tomorrow at this same time.